Hello and welcome along to the Anxiety Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Burrows. And I'm Becky Burrows. If you've been struggling with anxiety or know someone who has been, then this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to be covering some more tips, strategies, and insights so you can get the anxiety-free life you deserve. Ready? Let's dive in. If listening to the podcast, you realize that you really want to work on some of your own anxiety, that it's become an issue in your life, it's affecting your functioning, then I would really encourage you to jump on my masterclass on how to reduce your anxiety. This is the best place to start. I cover what the journey looks like, how moving through anxiety works, and the mistakes people make that really hold them back. So click the link in the show notes to be able to come and join me on that masterclass. And I'm really excited to help you to start overcoming your own anxiety. Today we are jumping in and doing a Christmas episode where we're going to talk about anxieties around Christmas because, let's face it, Christmas can be a bit of an anxiety-provoking thing and we want to talk about what they might look like and what you can do about that because you've been seeing hundreds of clients over the last 10 years and Mm. they have had anxieties when it's just come to Christmas. So it'd be great to have a talk about what some of those have been and things that you've suggested people do to help with those anxieties. Yeah, sure. So I would rate Christmas as a a stressor. So just like funerals and weddings and other such events, moving house, even those are one-offs and Christmas happens every year. It's an event and people get together, families get together and organizing it, suddenly becoming a project manager can be stressful. So while there can be some individual difficulties like oh there's this difficult relationship with uncle sam or a mom or that kind of thing blah 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 there's also some universals like people are often quite stressed about being able to get all the presents they need to get getting good presents you know thinking of ones for oh oh i just can't think of one for dad like it's so hard to buy for or, or that kind of thing and then the other one would be the event itself is full of people often well, it can also be stressful if it's not, but often it is for people. And that means that that's going to kick off any social anxiety, maybe some panic fears, exacerbate those because it's like, well, what if I don't do so well at this event or embarrass myself? Or if people want to catch up, they haven't seen me in a while and Aunt Estrel wants to ask about, oh, what have you been up to? And then I have to or be like, have you met anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. When are you going to have children? <laughs> All those sort of fun questions that family can ask at that time of year where they want to catch up, they want to see where you're at in your Mm. life and possibly genuinely interested and care about you, but the way Mm. it can be experienced can be stressful and and challenging. Sometimes it doesn't even happen, uh, but there's the fear of that happening over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's also the struggles that can come when you are the person who's running the Christmas. Mm. Transitioning from childhood or even early adulthood where you're having Christmas with your parents to being the parents and running Christmas or having family come to yours for Christmas can be quite a shift. And there's actually quite a lot to juggle depending on if you're trying to have all the bells and whistles of Christmas. And so that can produce anxiety and stress. Mm, absolutely and sometimes the the people who are laid back about christmas are the ones who don't need to organize much it's because you're not doing anything (laughs) well less less (laughs) yes so less responsibility for things to go wrong or perceived things to go wrong so let's jump into that first one you were talking about was it about about the presents 
Presents. Let's mm. talk presents first. And mm. um, anxieties about buying presents for people. Mm. Now, what sort of anxieties can pop up around presents? So it's mm. so there's I won't be able to get all my presents. Okay, so actually not being able to get it'll get to Christmas Day and you won't have a present. Won't have for, bought them. Yeah. Aunt Marjorie's present completely yep. slipped your mind, no, and now you're going to be just, incredibly disappointed in you. Yeah. And it's going to create a rift in the relationship. Yeah, yes. or it's going to get to just before Christmas and you're on Christmas Eve desperately trying to buy presents. Mm, you end up having to buy them some sellotape. <laughs> yeah. Toilet seat covers, I think it was, on Friends back in the day. Uh, right. <laughs> Gum. <laughs> yep. And is there also that, there can be that anxiety around, will the person... Appreciate it. Will they like, like what, what I got I them? Got them? Mm -hmm. Or yep. will I not get something... Fancy enough for the Secret Santa and I'll look stupid for getting a rubbish gift. Mm. Or will I get something too fancy and everyone will be like, wait a minute, it wasn't supposed to be this and flash. Yep, yep. More common affair in New Zealand here is you went too fancy. Like, oh, what are you trying to look like? Make us yeah. all look stupid. <laughs> yeah. So we have these anxieties about presents. Mm. What can we do? Because having those anxieties where it may be understandable to have them is not necessarily helpful. What can we do, Michael, if we have those sort of anxieties <laughs> about presents? Mm. What can we do to challenge that so that we can enjoy Christmas and enjoy giving gifts as well? Because mm. it's supposed to be the joy of giving and the anxiety of giving is probably destroying the joy of giving. You're going to have that in either of two forms. It's either going to be a worry which is a conscious process. So you'll be aware of if it is, you'll be like, oh, I'm thinking about this present, but I can't think of a present or I, I, or I haven't bought this yet. Or, so you'll be having a, a thinking process there, right? Or it could just be, oh no, I just feel kind of more and more anxious as we get closer to Christmas, right? Which means there is still a prediction there, a negative prediction about what's going to happen, but it's unconscious. You're not consciously thinking about it in a language-based way. Now, for the conscious worry, then you want to be reducing this down. And often the brain doesn't just let us do that. And mm -hmm. so it's easiest to schedule it in because then you can convince the brain, hey, we are still going to think about this. We are still going to worry about it, but we're just going to do it once a day. Or if you can, even you might just do it like once a week or something leading up to Christmas. But do what your brain will let you do, but at least then it's limited down. And then for it's difficult to do that for the ones that aren't conscious worries. Uh, for those and for the other uh, ones that you've scheduled in, you then want to be doing a thought challenge or a cognitive challenge where you actually, you challenge the initial negative prediction, usually catastrophic prediction that's really, really bad. This is what's going to happen. They're going to be so distraught about my terrible present giving or no present. I mean, even the catastrophizing that you're not going to get one. It's highly likely that you probably will end up getting the presents that you need to get. Most people worry about it and then get them. And so you challenge that so it comes to a more realistic prediction about the future about Christmas. And then that helps reduce down the anxiety about it. You need to do a bit of guesswork if you have no idea quite what you're worried about. But you can probably, if it's you know getting higher on the way to Christmas, you can guess it's something to do with Christmas. And then knowing yourself, you can then do a bit of guesswork around that to figure it out. And you can pinpoint it using your emotions. See what uh, hits on the anxiety. 
Mm. If you're a member of our academy, then you should just jump on one of the calls with us and Michael can help work you through if you're still struggling to figure out what that is. But it is one of those things where you start narrowing down what the anxiety So that's the present side of things. What about the social aspect of being at a large gathering? You see that people can struggle with panic. Run out screaming, tear off all my clothes. Those kinds of worries about what will happen once panic sets in. Mm. And what's the issue with struggling with panic? I'm just thinking avoidance is a big problem mm -hmm. when it comes to the panic side. Yes, yeah, so either in the extreme sense of avoid the entire gathering, <laughs> avoid Christmas. Don't no go Christmas. to Christmas, no. Cancelling Christmas. <laughs> yeah. To like more subtle ones where you go along, but you're constantly sipping water because it feels like that staves off the panic or you don't engage as much in conversation that you might or not as freely or you stick by the food and just kind of eat food so that people don't come over to you and start talking as much or various other things like that where you might try and just kind of reduce the chance or perceived chance of panicking in certain ways. The issue with some of those things, they sound like safety behaviors. Exactly. We're talking about. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. The issue with safety behaviors is mm. really that when you do some of these things, mm. it just reinforces that for your brain that that is why the bad thing didn't happen. So mm. if you don't end up panicking, it's like, well, thank goodness I just stuck by the food and didn't talk to anyone. Because mm -hmm. if I had talked to anyone, maybe I would have panicked when mm. you don't actually know that. And so that can just kind of reinforce. Yeah, so it reinforces the idea that if you had panicked, like if you had gone and engaged in the conversation or whatever, then you definitely would have panicked and definitely would have embarrassed yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And so next Christmas, there's just as much anxiety or even next social event. So with panic, there's a process for working through mm -hmm. that. We actually have a six-week course mm -hmm. on panic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, if that's something you struggle mm -hmm. with, Hit us up because you can send us an email info at anxietyspecialist.co.nz. We still got six weeks before. Well, uh, not, not at this point. Not six Sorry. weeks before Christmas. It might not be for this Christmas. <laughs> but if that's something that you want to work on, then we would love to be able to start helping you so that for mm. next Christmas, this yeah. is not even a thing. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there also tends to be other social things or even non-social events during the year that panic can very much get in the way of. Mm. And panic's such a massive thing. It, mm. it really can limit your life, especially if it makes you avoid things like family gatherings. I know I have experienced that myself in the past where I've not wanted to go to family gatherings because of fear of having panic symptoms. And so working through that is really worthwhile. And it's actually remarkably quick how you can change that and then and sort out panic when you have the right process to follow mm, yeah and that's Amazingly and with, with all of this the anxiety the good thing is if you're recognizing that you've got anxiety is learning how to work through it so that when the stressful times come doesn't pick the anxiety and you know how to you have the tools to handle it mm, mm, yeah 100 percent. so i guess the other side of things, what was the last thing we were talking, you mentioned one other thing, if you're the one organizing Christmas, mm -hmm. and I'm going to speak to this one actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> well, I have been a part of organizing, I don't think we've actually held a Christmas at our house yet. Oh, I have done a Christmas dinner before. The thing is, when you're trying to do all the Christmas things, when you have this magical picture from the movies and postcards of this magical Christmas where everyone's happy and all these wonderful magical things happen and all the food is delicious and all the 
decorations are perfect and everywhere. And when you have this image that's too perfect in your head, it leads you up to have expectations that just aren't going to be met and then the disappointment from that. And just not enjoying the process of Christmas because there's so much to try and achieve. And one of the things I noticed really helping a couple of Christmases back when we went to my parents for Christmas is we had a chat about what was one thing for each of us that really made Christmas feel like Christmas. Because actually there's certain things about Christmas that you can take or leave. Like some people cook up those giant turkeys. And it was funny, actually, (laughs) Brené Brown, one of my favourites, authors she was talking about how actually she didn't like turkey and her siblings were like just tastes like someone's messed up the chicken (laughs) so they decided not to have um, turkey anymore I think this was for Thanksgiving rather than Christmas but there might be things about Christmas that actually no one it's not important to anyone and so when you can establish what is so I know focus it down makes it more manageable but it also means that the really special things Mm. you hold on to and all the clutter of Christmas you can let go of and the stress that goes with that and the anxiety around kind of having this full picture rather than these memorable moments and traditions. I'd be like, can you remember which one, what was your? Mine was carols. Michael loves carol singing. Mm. Where I get to sing. Where you get to sing. Not just listening to it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So going out to a carol, not caroling in terms mm-hmm. of going to door to door. <laughs> That's not what you mean. No, no. Well, you can sing anonymously. <laughs> um, a big event where this carol is being sung. And I know for Maximus, our son, other than the presents, <laughs> but he really loves Christmas lights. And so we really try to make an effort to get out and see some Christmas lights for him. So it's really cool to think up what is something and asking those in your family, what is one special thing about Christmas? And then if you can, try to collab- work those in to the Christmas and maybe leave out some of the things that are less important to people. Mm. Is one way to kind of simplify things while still having it feel like Christmas. Yeah, as much so as possible. Mm. Mm. And also it's really interesting because it's surprising to know what for other people feels like Christmas. Mm, I found it connecting, getting to find out more. It also is kind of like a valuing each of the people because you're taking the time to listen to what's important to them and then to make an effort to actually include that, which mm. I think is really beautiful. And yeah. other people are doing that for you. So that's one thing that we did that has been really helpful in terms of limiting the anxiety and stress around Christmas and incorporating in and getting to know your family better as well. Mm, awesome. So those are some simple things about anxiety around Christmas. If you have struggled with anxiety around Christmas, we'd love to hear from you and feel free to hit us up in the DMs and on Instagram or like and review this episode. And we thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Anxiety Specialist Podcast. That's it for this week's episode. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to click the follow button and please do share this with your family and friends. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. That's at Anxiety Specialists. And if you're interested to learn how you can live an anxiety-free life, you can get our epic anxiety reducer guide absolutely free so you can get started right away on getting your anxiety back down. Just grab the link in the show notes. Feel free to message us and let us know what you'd like to learn next. I'm your host, Michael Burrows. And I'm Becky Burrows. And we're going to be back next week with more tips, strategies and insights so you can get the anxiety-free life you deserve.